Welcome to podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. Welcome to podcast 2187 and this is going to be awesome tonight for a couple different reasons. Number 1, it's always awesome when when you we're here talking about Star Wars, we have a great time, right? But number 2 because we get to talk about the ser- uh, season finale for Star Wars Resistance and we have a really epically awesome amazing guest who's been on the show before. Always happy to have him. And if you don't know who I'm talking about yet, uh, please welcome back to the show. We have Sal on tonight. How are you doing tonight? Uh, pretty good. I just watched the season finale again. Okay, so it's, oh, it's so very you fresh. It. You watched it twice? Um, here's my usual move. I don't know if you guys know, but I'm kind of unhappy with the Disney Now app. Uh, so, no, like, it's, it's, way- what's wrong with it? It just like it's very fickle and it doesn't really connect to like like I can only get it on my phone. I can't get it to connect to the TV. Ooh. So like if I want to watch it Sunday day of, we're all gathered around the phone. Oh, but I also, I also got the like, you know, when they had that awesome sale on Amazon, I got it on there. So like our usual move is just to be like, yeah, we'll just wait till Monday and watch it on the TV. And the Amazon app never gives me any problems with the. Even when we do decide to get all around the phone, like it takes forever to load and the quality isn't awesome and it's on a phone. Oh, wow. So, um, sometimes we wait till Monday. Yesterday was the season finale. Me, Axel, and my wife Liz did not want to wait. Lizzie barricaded <laughs> herself in the room and said, No, I'm not going to watch it on the phone. So we watched it without her. <laughs> unlike, unlike the usual Rogue Rebels move. We were just, we were like, no, dude, we can't wait. Like, I don't want to, I want to see what happens. We were all so excited. And she was too, but she's like, I'm not doing a phone. <laughs> she, she's, she's been spoiled by like, she's like, if I can't watch it in the theater at Lucasfilm, I'm going to watch it on a TV. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you got a point. You're not wrong, but I'm going to watch it on the phone. Right now. <laughs> you know, and that's what we did. And then today when we got home, like for dinner, usually that's what we do on Monday nights, like for dinner, it's all ready to go. And so I'll cook dinner or whatever. And then when everybody gets off work and school, Boom, we sit down, we watch it again. How so cool. Liz is like, wait, why are we watching it again? And I'm like, yeah, Liz didn't watch it. And she's like, oh, yeah. But then everybody's into it 22 minutes later. Very nice. Yeah, so that's my story. Hey, is this a good story? It is. And if you haven't caught on, we have Mark again, too. Hi, Mark. Hey, what's up? I'm here still. Yeah, still what here. Awesome <laughs> I haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I mean, we, we did have the season one finale, part two, for um, Star Wars Resistance. So we did not talk about uh, part one last week on the show because we well, kind of wanted to address both parts tonight at the same before, time. Before we do that, Tim, though, can we kind of go back? Yeah, yeah. So the, hmm. avoid talking about the, the two-part season finale, but... What is your impression of the season? Uh, pros, cons, uh, things you really liked, things that uh, that surprised you. I mean, just what's your impression of the season before the season finale? The show, uh, I enjoyed. Like the me and the fam- the family and I. And Liz will get mad at me if I speak incorrectly. <laughs> the family and I really enjoyed the season. Like um, the kids really like a lot of the jokes. Like Niku is. A big winner in our house. Niku and uh, Bitey, um are all stars over here. I really dug like a lot of the Yeager stuff. And um, I really like the look 
of the animation. I kind of feel like, like this is just like my opinion, and I know it's like a, a more simplistic form, but I think it really holds its own, and it might be my favorite look overall. Like if I'm comparing Clone Wars, Rebels, and this, Clone Wars looks so awesome and realistic, but it's so like static that there's no um, like there's no like the characters don't emote. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. of the sound. The Rebels characters emote a lot, but a lot of the details gone. And mm. This, like, they emote even more than Rebels, and a lot of the details gone. But like, on inanimate objects, I feel like the ships, the corridors, the lighting, all of that stuff. Like, this show makes all of that look awesome, and the characters emote. So I kind of feel like, in a weird way, it's the best of the both worlds. Even though, like, I feel like they used, I don't know what you know, like. It's a simplistic animation style, but the way that the lighting works and however all that happens, they made it look, I don't know, everything looks really good. Like it, it highlights the vehicles and it highlights the emotion on the characters. Does that make well, sense? The vehicle, the, yeah, the vehicles are gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, with, without getting too much into this episode, you know, this episode d- demonstrates how, how awesome, you know, this animation works. For yeah. highlighting highlighting vehicles, but I, I totally get what you're saying as far as the you know me. I still absolutely am in love with uh, with the Clone Wars, and I didn't realize I would love it as much as I as I did or do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But this one, I I, I do like. It, it, in fact, it, it feels like it's gotten better and better uh, this season as yeah. you know as you start to see you know underwater and the, and the stormtroopers swimming and, and the different you know just the different. Uh, set pieces, so to speak. Right. It gets it right. gets bigger and bigger and better. And when and when like Poe and and uh, uh, Kaz Kaz went to you know that other planet or the where they're trying to do the Starkiller bases, like the the right, early ones. Right. The as you start to see the animation sort of step out of just you know the Colossus or whatever, it, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think they chose really well. Like I, that was my first thought when I sort of saw like when they dropped the trailer on us, I was like, well, the, the, the ships look awesome. So if this show is about racing and, and ships, then they made a good choice in this kind right. of style. <laughs> right, right, right. And there was a lot less racing in the end than, um, you know, we had anticipated. But I really like the story that they built on. And I really like the, um, the idea that we are, I don't want to say like parallel, but like we're in where the movies are right now and that just simply it simply hasn't been done before you know so like that is something that really draws me into the story you know like because by the end of it we might be caught up you know where the movies are who knows you know what i mean it's currently relevant yeah like in a weird way whereas like rebels is telling stories that happened before a movie that happened 40 years ago and the clone wars like (laughs) stories about stuff that happened five years ago three years ago right See, I oh man, I, I think I, I think I did the wrong thing in asking you to sum up the past because I really want to ask you a question or, or state something about the season finale, and I, we haven't even talked about it yet. Um, <laughs> I'm biting my tongue. What, what was you that? Just, maybe I said I'm biting my tongue because you said something earlier, and I was going to be like, "Oh yeah, like that one." Dude. No, that one. Well, because because it because it's tough because you know by by you talking about this is where we're at now. I don't. Yeah. I don't after the season finale, I don't want it to tie into uh, what's going on in episode nine. I really don't. Okay. You know, because for me, 
you know, my 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 avatar right now for Twitter or whatever is uh, is the uh, uh, pretty much the insignia for for Robotech. You know the okay. and, and so this right now, it, it's almost like the entire season was. Uh, I know, Sal, you read uh, um, was it a New Dawn? That was the the Rebels yeah. sort of prequel book. Mm-hmm. This whole season almost feels like the Resistance prequel book. Like the whole point of the show is what comes now. Okay. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I also feel like in the same way that rebels, I don't feel that rebels is like the prequel to uh, the rebellion, but it is like the way that these characters in particular start off on their path to that. You know what I mean? Like, obviously it's a different story and I hate comparing things back and forth that way, but the idea, like, the Resistance is up and running right now. Like, Poe's already part of the Resistance. It's just how does this dude get entwined with what that means and what that is, you know? And well, right now uh, we're at a point where it's about to interlock with at least the timeline of the movies, if not for, uh, you know, whether or not, like, uh, it becomes relevant or anything like that to anything that happens in the movies. No matter what happens now, we're timeline in a, in a spot you know, you can probably watch up, you know, we, they've already shown the Starkiller base footage uh, in the trailer. So, like, you know what's happening on the other side of the galaxy right now while we're over here on the Colossus. And if that's where it stays, like, I'm totally fine with that. But I like being in that space where I can look at the movie and be like, yo, dude, either right now, you know, they're doing this. And right now, Kaz is hiding behind a, uh, a box somewhere. Watching oh, this on a big screen. You know what I mean? Even if it never gets to like, oh, that's probably Kaz in the background over there or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it has to do that, but I like the fact that these things run concurrently. Kind of like uh, if you did Battlefront 2, if you did the extra like missions, right? she sends them information on the Dreadnought, you know, that in theory, Poe's going like, hey, we got a one chance at the Dreadnought, so let's take out the guns because he has the schematics and knows where all the guns are now. Right. You know what I mean? Like that kind of connectivity is what I enjoy. It doesn't necessarily have to be like, I don't necessarily have to see uh, the fireball in episode nine. It would be cool though. Yeah, it would be. And I would take either or both or none, but I just like the way the world, the galaxy sort of is in that connectivity. So what what if it's like, you know, because we had Chopper in Rogue One. So what if very similarly we have like CB23 in Episode 9? Yeah, but why can't, be cool. Why can't you have, uh, uh, what is it, Christopher Sean, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even see why you can't have him just walk by or say there's hello. There's no reason you can. Right. Like, he mean, totally could do it, and I'm sure he would. You know what I mean? Like, there's, he, he, he looks yeah. like the character. It, it's his voice. Yeah. Uh, sure. you know, there's no reason why you can't intertwine the two like that and, you know, and, and make it believable. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be because we already, ha- we already have like almost the most gratuitous fan service ever in Rogue One with, with uh, the droids just popping up out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. Three people on R2. Granted, I mean, people love it. I, it's not my favorite part because it's so fan servicey. Chopper's not. You know, seeing seeing the ghost fly by, uh, you know, or, or hearing them talk about, you know, Sandula is not to me because it's not in your face. It's not like, hey, look at me. Right. right. 
but you can easily have you know you can ha- you can have uh, him as Kaz just come up and give something to 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 Leia or well, I don't know how they're going to work that, but you right. can have him talk to Poe or anything. Space battle is you know he's right. just one of the pilots in his helmet, like, and it'll just look like you know he'll be one of five guys going like Roger that you know or whatever you know what I mean. But I, yeah, you're right; it's as simple as that. And 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 it really would mean a lot, I think, for people who who have you know are invested in the show. If people yeah. are thinking that they're they're doing so much to combine you know um, the Disneyland stuff for the theme park, you know th- this is this is super easy, right? You know you could you could film him on on reshoots or pickups and and just throw him in there and it would work. Yeah, absolutely. So at, so, at this point, I'm going to actually get to the finale. Yes, because <laughs> I, I well, I mean, like you know, that so so yeah, like I said before, it, it was divided into two parts. Uh, um, I forget what it was actually called, but it was like whatever the episode no was, part one. What was that? No escape. No escape. Gotcha. I'm like, for some reason, it was blurring <laughs> on my end. I'm like, I know you said words there. Um, so yeah, no escape, part one, and then part two, and. Just, I guess, just one thing I would say. I mean, they, I enjoyed them. I thought they were both good. I kind of wish they had been together, just because it, they they go together so well that it, it kind of seems a little odd to me just to see them a week apart because they, they really fit together. You can tell they are one story, um, right? But you know, even the way that they were, though, I still really enjoyed it. But um, especially Mark and Sal, you guys are. I feel like you follow resistance a little bit closer than I, I mean, I've seen them all, but you know, you, you keep track of it a lot more than I do. So like, what do you think? As far as the season finale goes? Um, yes. Both parts. Just take it away. You want to go first, Sal? No, I mean, yeah, I guess I, 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 <laughs> I feel the same way you do. Like, I really like watching it as a, like one, you know, I like when they give us like the one hour finale, you know, it, it definitely yeah. feels like it should be that. Because it did kind of suck to sit here. I don't think it's been like that since like the season one finale of Rebels. I think that's one that we had to wait the other half to see the other side. If I'm not mistaken, or it might have just been the mid mid season finale. Well, see, I, I was I was really worried because when I was talking to Tim, I was like, Tim, is this the season finale? And Tim's like, Yes. And so it it, <laughs> end, it ended, and I was like, Are you serious? You're gonna. <laughs> And I gotta wait till season two to find out, you know, what happens after the, you know, Hux's speech. And thank God, yeah. you know, we were wrong. Uh, yeah. But it was like, oh man, that, that would have been a horrible place to end it. Because, because honestly, it's tw- this is episode twenty-one, right? Two, yes, I think that that's weird. I, I know I'm talking. Well, the first one is a double. Here. What'd you the say? First one's a double. The first one episode is a double. So like, oh, but they only counted as number one. Yeah, but see, that's weird though because because this is technically a double, but they split it up as far as numbering goes. Yeah, but I mean, if you're counting episodes, in There's theory, you have twenty two, twenty two hours or four, twenty two forty seven minute. Well, not even hours. Twenty se- twenty two twenty seven minutes or whatever. Either way, you know what I mean. <laughs> my my math sucks. So like eleven hours, eleven hours of Star Wars, ten hours of Star yeah. Wars. There you go. Even better. And, and and it really, you know, I think it blended very well together. And the nice thing is that this is almost like this is almost like that section where, you know, Ezra annoyed me in the beginning 
you know, honestly. And and as the show got along, there was just a point where I was like, I didn't really think about him being annoying anymore. I just liked Ezra. Ezra didn't bother me. He he's Ezra. Yeah. And that's the growth of the character. Um to where when when it ends, when when Rebels ended in, in the series finale, it was like everything Ezra had done up until everything Ezra did in the in the series finale, he earned all that. You know, you, yeah, you had yeah. seen him build to that. So it wasn't like, oh, he can't do that. No, he could because you saw him get to that point. And so what right, I liked right. about what I liked about resistance is that Kaz, yes, he's still a little bumbling, but he's earned all this. So to where mm-hmm. he starts to take control, he's still, you know, he's goofy a little bit. Yeah. But you believe but you believe him when he's serious. So so it's like it took all those, you know, episodes to where he's high stepping and he, and he, and he's goofy to get to here, but but again, he earned it. He earned it just like Ezra did to me as far as the character growth. Yeah. I kind of like also that it wasn't just uh like it opens up into this weird place because in the beginning it's like you know, Yeager's like, I don't want nothing to do with it. You're the spy. You can stay with me, but you're going to work. And then sort of by the end of it, like he does earn it and he does the piloting and he does all that, but it's not just him. It's like Niku and his friendships with the guys who know how to run the ship. It's Hora really trying to like figure out what's going on with the father and helping him out. It's the father who is like really trying to save his station, you know, it's like, and it's Yeager who's finally called back into the fight and who's ready to go. Like the, the team, they do a really good job of like they're building a cell. They're building a rebel cell. You know what I mean? A resistance cell, whatever you want to call it. But um, see, okay, but but see, here's here's where you and I are going to differ on on where the show goes p- possibly because I don't see. Uh, again, they they always talked about Robotech. And uh, did you ever watch Robotech, uh, Sal? No, sir. No, I did not. No, okay, I haven't. So the general idea behind Robotech was there is this giant ship. Um, that that crash lands, and so they start rebuilding it. And uh, at one point, the ship starts to take off, and they and they're under attack, and they do this crazy maneuver to where they fold space. They kind of go into like a hyperspace jump, but mm-hmm. they accidentally take most of the city with them. And so then they're they're stuck, you know, at the end of the galaxy, you know, incorporating the city into the ship. So there's people inside who are cooks and entertainers and all that. And so they have to learn to live together while they're being constantly hunted and attacked by the villains who want the technology of the ship. And so Mm -hmm. there's obviously parallels to where we're at now. You know, we've got this, this ship who is able to, to hold off a star destroyer. Uh, They're now on the other end of the galaxy and they've got pirates with them who are obviously going to cause problems. They've got the aces who are, who are there, who are obviously going to defend the ship against the first order who, mm-hmm. who wants it. And so it's, it's definitely has this Robotech parallels. Uh, right. And that's why I don't, that's why I don't care if they ever meet <laughs> up with, with the resistance. Cause for me, the idea that we could have a show to where, you know, one they, they need to refuel at this planet and you get to meet, you know, characters on the planet who have an interesting story it could be a different story every week with different parts of the galaxy that we've never seen before interacting with you know the crew of the colossus so to to me that's an if that's the way they go that's a great show for me if they go even just you know sort of trying to find 
the resistance to team up with them. That's a great show too. So I, yeah. I don't know where they're going to go, but I definitely, if they do parallels for, for Robotech, you know, it, it, it's yeah. going to be really good. That sounds really, really cool. Like, and it's clear, like the leadership wants to meet up with the resistance, you know, Doza, Kaz, Tora, like they're all, that's what they're trying to do. But you're right. There is a whole city of people there. You know, now the, the, what's her name now? Aunt Z is back to run the bar. Right. Um, right. You know, you know, like you said, the pirates. So there is like a lot of push and pull and wiggle room for what actually happens on board the ship with the people that they have. Like, well, there's, yeah, there's, they, 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 they sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, pirates came to help them against the first order, but I'm sure that doesn't mean they're like best friends now. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of, uh, you know, drama that can unfold from that. Just simply that, just having them on board. Yeah, the um, fact that there's a Gamorian guard pirate. That uh, on board is uh, that's cause for problems. No, he was cool, dude. I dug him at the end. Cheering. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that the first time? He was like, yeah. yeah. Was that the first time he was in an episode? That's the first time I I saw him. Yeah, I was like, who's this guy? I like this guy. And it was funny because all the other ones, I'm like, there's like four pirates, dude, that they keep repeating. <laughs> like, but then I was like, well, like maybe there's just two Trandoshans in Stormtrooper armor. Well, and then you, yeah. and then you also, what did you think about? Uh, oh man, I'm I'm horrible with names. I don't even I don't even know the names of most people I work with. Um, <laughs> but uh, the girl who defected, or or who went along with, uh, oh, right? So Damn. so that's a whole, that's a whole other you know fantastic story that we haven't even talked about yet either. Yeah. That's super like interesting. Like now that's like a it's almost like a reverse. You know the the story we usually get is like. Oh, they saw the light and now they're a good guy. You know? So it's really cool that we find this person who's not, they're not even a good guy. And I mean, they're a good person, but they're just a simple mechanic making their way in the galaxy who just happens to believe a certain thing. And then, like, when push comes to shove, they choose the direction that, of course, we don't want them to choose. And it's really, really interesting because it's almost like, like now, how do you root for that? Are you rooting for that character to come back? Like, what are you doing? Are you like just the stories that can unfold from there are interesting? You know, who knows what she's going to be? Is she going to be a mechanic for the first order now? She wanted well, to be I, a pilot, like an ace. Is she going to be like a tie pilot now? Like, I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. Yeah, could be anything. Well, and, and then the interesting thing, I you know, I, and again. You know, as I get older, my memory fades. But there was uh, there was an interview I read today with one of the creators of the show, and he was talking about her grandfather. I think worked, you know, for the Empire. Right. Uh, but he was like a like a mechanic at a shipyard, and, and for him, you know, there's nothing wrong with the Empire. You know, we just I worked for them. You know, they kept order, things were peaceful. You know, mm -hmm. and you have to imagine the average person on the ground is like I I don't know what the problem is. I don't understand why all these people are, are fighting against the empire. I got a steady job. I go and I fix things. I go home. I feed my family. You know, why, why do you want to end all that? Got good benefits. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Imperial <laughs> health is dope. Yeah. And that's, and that's true for most people. And, you know, granted, yeah. we don't talk about it enough, but even, even though it's a, it's a dictatorship or, or, or whatnot, when it ends, when the empire crumbles, these people are out of jobs. Yeah. Now they might have been working for the worst person in the galaxy, but to them, they were just trying to, you know, eke a living uh, to to feed their family. And so for her, all she sees is that these two guys lied to her, 
Yeah. You know, and kept her kept. Thing. What's up? I just said it's such an interesting thing. Like, yeah, it really is. It really is. And, and I think that's an exciting part of the show that, that I didn't see coming. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad they're doing it because you still want to know, you, st- you still care about the characters. So you want to make sure that they're okay. But at the same time, it's like, well, if you start piloting and fighting and, you know, and shooting down, you know, people on the Colossus, then I don't know if I can root for you as a character much longer. Well, right. I was going to say, you know, that they're going to cross paths again in the future her being on the first order side and then being on the resistance side. So the character dynamics and how it could change the way that whatever the story is at that point, the way it can go by their interactions just could add another layer to whatever the story is at that point. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, now here's, here's the, yeah, here's the question. This is definitely, this is definitely, uh, I have to get my, my fan servicey stuff real quick. <laughs> what's the so who are we getting in the future as far as as far as leading the charge sort of uh because obviously kylo's going to be busy he wasn't even introduced on the show is is phasma going to be alive for the show or is she going to be dead what do you think i think like right now uh all leading up to this like if i just step back for a moment uh like we saw it in the trailer that they were going to be on star killer uh we were going to see star killer destroy hosnian right so like theorizing all the way up into this point i was like okay like and then a few episodes ago leia gave him the coordinates hey if you can leave castellan come meet us so i kept thinking like okay they're either gonna like go and get i kept thinking uh they were gonna get there after dakar was evacuated right right see the transmission they were gonna be held up and transmission secured and blocked and they weren't gonna be able to like liberate the colossus and finally, when they did, they were going to go there and they're like, oh, there's nobody here. And I thought in my mind, that's how the season was going to end. I thought that was going to be the cliffhanger. Oh, where did they go? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, and then when once we got to like this portion in the episodes, like they're like, oh, we're, let's take off. And then I was like, oh, my God, like, wait, if they go now, like. And I was like, well, they have to get there. Like. They have to get there after Starkiller fired. So in my mind, they were going to get there after like, oh, Poe just left to go, you know, all our fighters are out to go destroy Starkiller. Here, I'm going to give you a mission real quick. And then they would go before the evacuation. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, that's what you like, thought was going to happen? In my mind, that's how it worked. Okay. Now we're in a weird place where like, who knows where they're going to end up. I mean, that might be Purgles there. Probably not, but that will be good. <laughs> And now I'd be, but see, okay. So here's here's the crazy thing. There, there is no way this is going to cross over into uh, Ezra's story, is there? I mean, it, anything could think, happen. I would think they would. If I had to place a bet, I would bet on no. But the possibility is they didn't put in coordinates, and they're flying off into hyperspace. Who knows where? When was the last time we saw somebody do that? Right. Which is what I was thinking, but at the same time, it would. And this is going to sound weird. It just wouldn't feel like a fair resolution to Ezra's or Ahsoka's or Thrawn's story if they just kind of got shoehorned into resistance. But at the same time, you know, Maul versus Obi-Wan in Rebels was pretty damn cool. Yeah. And I mean, like, I'm sure if they were going to do it, they would have a a way to do it well. But of course, you know, 
but I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening. Like I said, if I if I made bets, I would bet against it. Well, because Ezra would be pretty damn old, right? I mean, he'd yeah. be Luke Skywalker yeah. old. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I don't think people want to see. I don't think people want to see that yet. And not only that, like in theory, uh, around a little bit after Return of the Jedi, you know, is when they go off looking for him. Yeah, so we're like, so, gonna find him, and then all of a sudden they catch up, and they're like, "All right, we got him." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, then Sabine's gonna be older than that. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think know, the I first time you see these characters, it, it would be hor- It would be horrible if if you know you don't see a. I guess not young adult, but an adult Ezra, you know, instead you see yeah. like old man Ezra, it'd be like, oh, I, I lost something. There, there's just a, a big chunk of story that I'm missing here. I mean, but the possibility, you know, with Star Wars, it doesn't always matter because you're always going to, you can't, you can always, you know, if let's just say they did say they popped into him and they ran into him and he had some really cool episode. We're like, wow, that was like a really awesome, like Jedi centric episode. And then it's gone. You know, next year we're going to get the Ezra and Thrawn book or, you know, or the, you know, Filoni announces new Sabine and her crazy journey episode. You know, Sabine and Ahsoka's crazy adventures. You know what I mean? So, like, even if we get something that feels possibly unfulfilling in the long run, you know, it's not like, oh, man, we missed all of Ezra's. No, you don't. Eventually they're going to, if and when they decide to tell it, probably when, you'll get it. They're really good as far as creators of taking important pieces off the map, you know, because you wonder, okay, how's the, how are they going to interact? And and the creators are like, well, guess what? They're not right now. You know, (laughs) and they did this, they did the same thing with, with, you know, I kept saying, well, Ezra has to die. Ahsoka has to die. These people can't be around when, when, you know, Luke's having his, uh, you know, his journey. And instead of like killing, they're like, we're just going to take these, these pieces off the map for a little while, put them over here to where Mm -hmm. it makes sense. And then we'll bring them back later. And it's like, yeah, I didn't even think of that, but it works. I mean, to be fair, that's kind of like the first time they did it. You know what I mean? You you mean for rebels? I mean, yeah. In in general, that hasn't happened like in our continuity before. Like we've never had that sort of like, well, how are we going to, you know, quantify this character being alive with this character's alive that was really the first time that that had happened right and pretty much since then has the only time that's happened so you know like i like the idea that um ahsoka comes back shortly after return of the jedi so there's still a lot of possibilities of like ahsoka and you know return of the jedi luke interacting post return of the jedi of course but you know what i mean like that still exists before she decides, hey, we're going to go on a trip, bye. Well, that, that's, that's, that's where I kind of think that, uh, you know, talking more animation, less about, you know, resistance or anything in general. But, but let's say, for example, um, DC, right? One of the things DC does really good is they continually put out, you know, these two-hour, hour-and-a-half sort of uh, animated movies. I think the most recent one that I saw coming out was, good Lord, it was Batman and the Ninja Turtles together. <laughs> Which, as a kid, you know, for me, I remember reading those crossover books where it's like Batman and Predator or Batman and Judge Dredd, and, and those are always cool, but they always have, like, every three or four months, they have this cool little animated story. And and I wish Star Wars did that more, um, because there's so many cool stories I like to see that may not be, you know, 
live action movie material, but damn, you know, just, mm-hmm. just give me, you know, give me a little something. Uh, give me the Jedi Knights, you know, uh, um, going on the mission during the prequel area, or, or give me, you know, a little Count Dooku backstory or, or any of that type of stuff. It, it would be really good yeah. for an hour and a half to our animated movie. And, and I think if we're not going to get a, a series of what happens with Ezra and, and Ahsoka and all that, you know, give me, give me a movie or, or give me, give me a, um, uh, God, again, my, with names and all that, um, <laughs> who's, who's the, the old, the old guy on the, uh, on resistance that help helps uh, out. Yes. What? Jaeger. Yes. Jaeger? Thank you. Jaeger. Give, give me his backstory for a two hour movie. Right. You know, cause, cause he was with the, he was with the Imperials, right? No, he was a rebel pilot. He fought was at Jakku. He? Oh, it was yeah. it was Doza that was uh, with the Imperials, correct? Doza, yeah, that was an Imperial. But apparently, if you read the uh, the Women of the Galaxy book, they talk about how Tora's mom was a Rebel pilot. Oh, oh yeah, what was that? Because I saw somebody saying it spoiled something, and I and I didn't know what it well, was. That's the only thing we have on it, other than that, you know. Oh, it didn't say who she was. No, 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 no. It just said she was a Rebel pilot at one point. Oh damn! You know, so that's kind of it. And I imagine with with some of this, you know, we always get these little. Uh, uh, what is it coming out? There's uh, another ultimate Star Wars book from like DK during King Kindersley or whatever. Yeah. I imagine there'll be some little tidbits that'll tie everything together. But you know, it, it's it's definitely like I, I would like to get these characters' backstories fleshed out, but that's just me being a nerd. So, yeah, I mean, that's the cool thing about all this stuff is even when it's like, you know, even when it's done, it's not done. You know, like we saw, we saw Maul die. Then he popped up in Solo, and now everybody's ready for a Maul movie or whatever. Completely <laughs> happened, or a Maul comic, or a Maul cartoon, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, there's plenty of ways to tell these stories that we want, and eventually we'll probably get it. You know? Yeah, I think so. Especially in the, in the years coming up, where we're not going to be having episode ten, eleven, twelve. Uh, for like a mainline focus, there will be the other movies, of course, but you yeah. can kind of devote more time and more attention to these. I don't want to say it's like side projects, but in comparison to like the main franchise, like these offshoots, you know. Right, right. I mean, because well, yeah, yeah. most likely we're going to get. Obviously, we're getting uh, um, the we're getting the Clone Wars on Disney Plus, and the Resistance mm-hmm. will continue on, you know, Disney Channel for for people who don't purchase a streaming service and i think that's sort of going to be the thing going forward because eventually something animated will replace clone wars on on disney plus and something else will replace resistance so there's always going to be you know stuff for free quote unquote and then stuff for the streaming paying customers and i I think the older i i think that's where you're going to find obviously resistance now it's going to be the older episodes will be on plus okay but yeah, it, there, there's going to be a ton of stuff for us. Yeah. I mean, there's so much stuff like it's a, uh, it's a good time to be a star Wars person. Yeah, I think so. Are you, are you going to celebration this year or no? Nah, I can't hack it, dude. Four people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Four people going to Disneyland is bad enough. Yeah. 
Well, I, I also want to mention one of the things that kind of stood out to me with the finale is, I mean, the Star Wars animated series have a great history of uh, performances by the voice actors. So if you look back for the Clone Wars, of course, you have like the Matt Lanters and uh, uh, James Arnold Taylor and all them who did such a great job. And then with Rebels, was again, great jobs. We, we often would talk about how great Vanessa Marshall was. You know, Freddie Prince Jr. did a great job and all that. And, and I think it's continuing here. Like, I'm really sometimes impressed or noticing how great of a job the voice actors are doing with these characters, especially toward this finale when things were getting a different tone and, and more, there was more gravity to the situations. I really could notice the the acting in their performance more so than, than a typical show of this nature. So I just kind of want to give that little shout out to them too, that they're all doing a great job as the ones before them have done. Yeah. They're really good at like casting voices because you know, uh, in all of, like you said, in all the series, everybody knocks it out of the park. You have all these beautiful moments and performances. You know, I, I uh, recently watched, have you ever watched Atlanta? Oh yeah. Yeah, this is a silly thing, but I watched Atlanta and there's like one episode where there's like fake commercials. Oh, and I immediately recognize Yeager's voice because it's like the Dodge Charger. Keep it in the divorce. <laughs> it's just really funny. Yeah, Atlanta's a good show. Yeah, it's good stuff. But um, yeah, man, like just like uh, I think Kaz in particular, like the main character, he brings a lot of energy to that character that is um. Mm -hmm. Like he just does a really, really good job with like, that's something that you can probably, you know, like a lot of people probably, you know, they're all, Oh, it's a kiddie show or whatever, you know, like those, um, those critiques, but the amount of energy that he brings to it, there's a sincerity there too, that I think plays it well. You know what I mean? Yeah. You had, do you have any critique of the final episode? Um, like for for me, the only thing that I I would have liked to see touched on a little more, and they had to kind of brush by it, and I get why they did. But Kaz seeing the loss of his friends, his homeworld, uh, his right. father, you know, his mother, everything, it didn't have enough time to really have an impact on him. You know what I mean? Um, and they, watching and, it today like the performance is really good. Like when you hear his voice and you hear him saying what, what happened, it is really good. But like the time, you know, they're like, wow, this just happened. And he gives this amazing performance in 10 seconds. And then they're like, all right, let's get out of here. So you're right. Like, and and it's right. like the same, the same thing happens with force awakens. You don't really get to see, unfortunately, Leia experience real loss of solo. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's one of those things did that you just call him solo. Yes, I did. Why? I'm just quitting him. That's his name. A Star Wars story. <laughs> no, because, yeah, he told Finn. Finn's like, Solo, blah, blah, blah. And he says, did you just call me Solo? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm going deep there. You are deep cuts. But if anybody understood that when I said it, there's like an instant connection. But there's, no, there's not that. <laughs> you know, there's not a lot of time for, you know, let's take New Hope, for example, when, when you know, Ben sacrifices himself. And there's that brief moment sort of where the, they have the downtime to where Luke is really sad and Leia's comforting him on the Falcon yeah. as they escape. There's not a lot of time for that in television shows or movies. I mean, that's like the only real example I can think of off the top of my head to where yeah. they just take a moment to really just, 
you know, deal with the loss of somebody. Uh, and it fit there, and it may not necessarily fit, sadly, in a in a you know twenty something, twenty two minute television show. Um, and right. I, but I would like to see it be addressed, you know, going forward because now he's got a personal, extremely personal reason to hate the first order for what yeah, they did absolutely. to to not only you know his family but everybody else. Yeah, uh, he does like there is a point later when he calls back to it. I think he's telling Yeager, he's like they destroyed, you know, like so you do get a little bit of it. Uh, again but yeah they do kind of like all right we're out of here they have to um, sadly i mean i get yeah. it i understand it I, but I, I really I, don't I, think I, sorry go ahead I say, dude those the the whole the whole battle all of those shots were amazing like we're panning oh. up and away from the ship uh, from the from the colossus while the ships are fighting like it was cool stuff the Colossus reminded me of, of Dryden Voss's yacht a little bit, the way it was shaped. Right, oh, cause right. Because it's, it's taller? Yeah. yeah. I didn't think, I kept thinking I didn't think what's the name would die. Um, Von... Von uh, oh, yeah, Von Rigg. Yeah, I, didn't think, I, didn't, I mean, he's dead, yeah. I guess. I didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah, he exploded, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and that whole scene was great. That whole scene was fantastic. The setup and everything. And, and that's what, you know, he's been talking about being a good pilot for the whole series. And that's when you see it. It's really cool to see, like, the character because, like, that's kind of where he shines. Like, we watch him bumble around on everything else. But when he gets in a cockpit in a ship that works, you know, boom, he's got his co-pilot. He's good to go. I really dig. I think a lot of it is the lighting. Like, when you watch them in the cockpits and they're doing the turns and you can see the light, like, like shifting or whatever as they oh, turn yeah, the yeah. ship. It just always looks so good, man. Like. That's something that I don't remember seeing in, in a lot of the other animation shows. Well, and like yeah. you said, the, the way it shifts, it almost, it, it's really easy to get the sense of like open skies in the air kind of sensation yeah. by your perception of what they're doing on the screen. Yeah, they did a really good job with that. And that's something that like, uh, like I, I think the, uh, you know, cause I think they did that in, in the force awakens and the, uh, when they shot the people, they were, having the lights on them and stuff and doing that whole thing. But I think the animation just really highlights the light and shadow, you know, so that way you get these cockpit shots, but you still have this great sense of movement. You know, it's not like they're just sitting there and somebody's shaking the rig a little bit and they're like, all right, we're going <laughs> in the film, blah, blah, blah. Like <laughs> look, all the cockpit shots, when you're seeing the characters inside the cockpits, it still looks amazing. Cause there's so much going on. Uh, and that's, I think, a testament to how good that animation style works for that. Yeah, so, it, it, it is really surprising that it that it works that well. I mean, you and I talked briefly about this when when I saw you in person. You know, mm-hmm. when when Rebels, we were talking about how when when Rebels started, or even when when uh, when Clone Wars started, they were only allowed like one or two new assets an episode. So, right, you'd only get like you get a new character every episode, but that's not like. That's not what resistance is. I mean, granted, like Salsa, there, there's a few pilots that keep uh, a few pirates that keep reappearing, but for the most part, there's so many new and unique and different, you know, creatures and characters, and and you know, you're not seeing the same, uh, the same hallway over and over again necessarily, or it doesn't feel that way because maybe yeah, they're redressing they really it. it. Yeah, like, like I said, the only place I ever noticed it was like the pirates. Whereas, like, in something like Rebels, you notice it, like, almost every episode, you're like, yeah, there's 12 Rodians with different colors. And then, like, if you watch the, I watched the Clone Wars movie recently, 
and there's like it's like Jabba's palace, and there's like four dudes in there, <laughs> and all of them are okay. like it's all Obi Wan with like a, a Tessic head or a Corrin head. You know? Sad. I'm about I'm about to start the Clone Wars over uh, chronologically, so there's definitely some parts of it I'm not looking forward to. <laughs> I need to get like through season one. Well, I mean, is are you not looking forward to it? Or are you just not looking forward to it as much as the rest? Because that's a big difference. That, that what you just said. <laughs> well, so at, at what point in this series, if any, do you think we get to see it be regular? Where just for an average episode, we have like Kaz and maybe Jaeger, maybe some other aces, depending in X Wings with the resistance. And, and that's not like a special thing. That's just like how it is now. Because they really set it up at the end of this finale to make it seem like here on out, it's going to be about them being a part of the resistance. So right. does it really kind of follow that route? Or do you think it, it is more of they just continue on their individual adventures aside from the resistance? I mean, I think, yeah. It's, it looks it's, like they set it up so that their, like, their goal is to join up with the resistance, but they may not necessarily be going there. Right. Which also means that, like, what I said might happen eventually. You know, they might get lost or whatever and be like, "Oh crap, we gotta go." You know, and then by the time they get there, hey, nobody's here. You know, right? Like that still could happen. But and then you got to think about how the resistance is. You know, if the resistance numbers are dwindled to the point where they don't have X-Wings for them. Or if maybe the like survivors of the New Republic have stepped in and, you know, we've got a couple of new T-85s or who knows what, you know what I mean? Like, it really could go anywhere. It would be nice. And they seem to have built it up like Kaz knows how to fly X-Wings. Like, that's what he trained for. That's what he uh, flew before he joined the resistance. But then you have all these guys who just have their custom ships. You know, they might just be like a unique. They might be their own alphabet squadron. You know what I mean? Well, it, see, here's here's where it gets interesting, though, because so we've got the end of the Skywalker saga this year, right? Yeah. Resistance will go on longer. So, will Resistance take place after? the farthest point in the timeline. You know, cause you, I don't know how it's going to end. Obviously if the first order gets crushed or whatever the situation is, but where's, where's resistance going to go in the timeline? Are they going to continue on after, you know, where the credits are in, in episode nine, or is everything going to take place and finish the series within, you know, before episode nine, does that make sense? Yeah. Because honestly, it feels like they're setting them up. You know, they've they've already they've already kind of set in resistance. They set the map up, so Jaeger and and Kaz see that map. We're pretty much the first orders everywhere. There's ships all over the place, especially in uncharted parts of the galaxy. Sort of, mm-hmm. I mean the, and that feels like where they're going. Yeah, you know, with the coordinates, because you know, because because uh, what's the name messed up. So it almost it almost feels like. It's just going to be them running from the first order, you know, in in different parts of the galaxy, and maybe never meeting up with resistance. Yeah, it definitely could be that, and I guess it's all going to come down to uh, whenever episode nine ends up happening. If episode nine is, I don't know, like a year after, like I think the rumor right now is it's about a year out from eight, right? Yes. You know, let's just imagine that scenario. Um, 
season two, like the way they usually do it is like the season will start in September, October and run through December and then start up again in January, February and run out. Right. So like you could have the beginning of season two, we will see before we see episode nine. Right. And then we'll get another half. So you could have this scenario in which, I don't know, let's just say they get to, oh, look, we're at the car and nobody's here because that's the only scenario that I can keep thinking of. <laughs> you know, and then the rest of the season happens and maybe that catches us up and past episode eight. Or you could, but you could also even have it to where the second half of the season runs concurrently with episode nine, right? Yeah, you could. Or you could have it maybe in a weird way, either leading up to episode nine or happening after episode nine. That's, so like, that's, that's where it's weird though. That's, that's where yeah, it's like, it, it we don't have anything but like that. I will say this, dude, I went to, uh, for the premiere, we, we went to Lucasfilm and we were at the Q and a, and they talked about how, um, like, I think somebody asked a, a question that was like, Hey, you know, like, so now you're working with, you know, in continuity and blah, 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 with things that are still happening, i.e. episode nine. You know, how has that been? You know, is that hard? Is that difficult? Do you have to kind of, you know, how is that process? And they did say something to the effect, I don't want to quote exactly because I don't remember what the exact words are, but Athena said something like, you know, yeah, it's tough. Like we've had to go back a few times because of rewrites. Mm. And in my mind, that means like, oh, they got an episode nine script. They went ahead and started going forward. And then they got an ep episode nine changes where that affected them, where they had to make changes. Right. Why else would you have to go back? You know what I mean? Like, yes, it's only thing. as simple as like, oh, you know, this, I don't know, this, this ship is busy. Make it another X-Wing. Uh, uh, who knows what, you know, it could be something small. It could be something huge. Like, we're never going to know until we know. Um, but it's really interesting that possibility that they're working that that they are taking into account what's happening on the other side of the fence uh right, right. they're each taking that into account you know what i mean well I, I guess i shouldn't say each but from their side they're definitely getting updates from over there and saying like okay how do we how do we work with this how do we do this you know so that's really cool and that also implies to me that there may be some like touch over, you know? Well, it's such a great opportunity for them that they haven't really had before. I mean, you could almost argue that the rogue one rebels kind of overlay. You could kind of do some tie-ins there as they did with the movie and, and with, um, uh, oh, what's his name? Force Whitaker. What was his name? Uh, I saw Carrera being in, in rebels, you know, but this is different because, like you said, this is this new era of Star mm. Wars that has only been around for four years at this point. So they get to tell a part of the story as we're experiencing it for the first time at the very outer edge of this storyline because we're not going back into the middle like we did with Rogue One, you know? Yeah. So I feel like it's a great opportunity for them as creators to take advantage of that and, and try to tell a part of the story nothing that's going to, you know, really impact how episode 9 goes or anything, but just some some support or things little, little things to get fans excited and and maybe that way if there is any clues about resistance in episode 9 like Chopper and Rogue One, just little things to make fans mm -hmm. happy. Yeah. 
and I, like you said, it's such, such a unique opportunity and who knows what the, uh, you know, who knows what the, I mean, we, they got stuff on their burners, presumably for the next five or 10 years, you know what I mean? But right now that's happening. We're seeing it happen. If I was a creator, isn't that an opportunity that you would take advantage? You know what I mean? Like if you were doing that, wouldn't you try to find a way to make something like that work? Hey, can we just, if you were, okay. If you were directing episode nine, you might be like, I'm sorry, Kaz, who? (laughs) <laughs> but you know, if you were working on episode nine and you were like, Hey, like, can we, you were in the story group. Could you recommend, Hey, can one of the pilots be this or one of the, Hey, we have people that might be blah, 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 blah. We can get this. We can get that voice actor over there. You know what I mean? Like, right. wouldn't you be looking for opportunities to do that? You know, you kind of, you kind of have to, you know, and especially, especially with, uh, I don't think Abrams shoots all the, the background plates or, or the, the second obviously he doesn't shoot the second unit type of stuff, and that and that's what this would be, you know. I think, yeah. I think it's much easier to get, you know, the little fan fan service. I hate, I hate that phrase, but it does make sense. Yeah, because well, I mean, it, it really is for yeah. us, you know. That's the whole point of it. It ties everything together. It lets you know that it's a, it's a unified universe, and it's just something cool to see. Right, and in a world where like no matter what, you're gonna have. You know, let's just imagine the big episode nine space battle. You're going to have, you know, gold one checking in, blue three checking in. Like, why not have one of them be Kaz? Or why not have one of them be Yeager or whoever? You know what I mean? Why not have one of them be a character in a book? Why not have Vimerati be a spy somewhere? What if episode nine has the Colossus fighting uh, in the giant space battle? That would be crazy. It would be, especially if if it gets destroyed. It would be horrible. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, not, not everybody that. would be like, "Oh no, that old Arcona lady." Yes, everybody would be like, "Oh no, Op Pit is dead." <laughs> the turtles, <laughs> the Chelidae. Now, now here's a question: though. Does, do, do you guys even miss BB-8 on the show? No, not re- well, not really. Uh, and part of the reason is because CB23 is very. <laughs> See, like. R2 initially was like he was just R2. There were other astromechs, but R2 was R2, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I don't mean this in a bad way, but I feel like CB23 is is not that different in the whole scheme of things from BB8. Not and, yet. I think I think yeah. it will be or she is it she? Uh Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think she will be uh at some point, but right now she's sort of fulfilling the the duty saving the you know saving everybody that uh, that BB-8 would but but right. I mean I, I, obviously BB-8 was there to bring in the kids yeah you know? and I kind of always felt like BB-8 I was like oh that's Poe you know like I have already have a relationship with BB-8 oh right. that's Poe oh that hangs out with Poe that's Ray oh he hangs out with Ray too you know but I never felt like he was Kaz's quote unquote yeah right you know? so they, sort of, they sort of slowly introduced you to CB23 they were like hey Let's swap out for this mission real quick. Okay, cool. Go back to the thing. BB-8 is going to help you. Bye. You know, they, they swapped out a couple of times before. He's like, all right, I got to take BB-8. You take this one now. So, like, they sort of, uh, they, they kind of, like, eased eased CB-23 onto us. And it's just just another cool droid. So, I was like, oh, like, she's Kaz's. Like, that's how I kind of feel about her now, you know? Yeah, now. Yeah. And you know you don't want you know BB-8 has no master. BB-8 does what BB <laughs> wants to do. 
be, be hanging out, hanging out with uh, what with what's his name, DJ at one point, making money yeah, on the yeah. casino floor. Mm-hmm. BBA don't give a crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> BBA still in ships, right? <laughs> Driving his own uh, with it. ATSTs, I guess. Oh God, yes, that's a, that's a good part. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what types of things do you want? Just because, I mean, Mark, you mentioned the fan service before. Something that's so interesting too about this is the creators of this series are fans themselves. So, if they put in any, any type of fan service thing, that includes them. You know, they also kind of get to partake in some of the fan service by making this a reality. So, like, what kinds of things do you, as a fan, want to see? coming up in the next parts of this resistance story that would just kind of give you a satisfaction. Hmm. Okay, Mark, what do you think? Uh, Sal, do you have anything? I definitely want to see them start to, I want to see how they connect or don't with the resistance. Like that seems to be the ultimate goal right uh-huh. now. They seem to be getting lost along that. So maybe like, you know, maybe we're going to get this whole season about how they, you know, how they're playing phone tag with the resistance and can't quite catch up. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, like, that's the goal. And that's what I want to see. I want to see what happens. I want to see, do the pirates like not decide to join and just go their own way? Do they do the, what about the citizens? What do the citizens do? Does Doza just be like, all right, if you don't like the resistance, get off this ship or what? You know what I mean? Like, I want to see how connecting right. or not connecting with the resistance affects these people and like i kind of like what uh mark was saying earlier about the whole whatever robotech is is like you have these people that don't quite have the same ideals in mind and how that clashes with what with the resistance i think you know what i mean like so i think we have a really cool unique story opportunity to tell about these resistance people and these citizens and what happens to uh who's gonna join who's not gonna join Who's unhappy? Like there might be twenty more Tams on there, right? <laughs> well, because legitimately, you've got the people who are on the Colossus just just as merchants. You know, these people are there to, to yeah. buy their wares, to to you know to sell. You've got the racers who are there just to race. You know, but then now you've got you've got pirates who previously were were this group's enemies, probably yeah. killed some of their killed some of their friends. Yeah, now now. Yeah, now they're there, and you've got the people who are for the resistance, and you've got the other people who are like, "Look, I just want to go home." You know, yeah. we're now now we're off in space. Yeah, Flix and Orca were about to ship themselves somewhere else <laughs> right. and open up shop. <laughs> like, you know, what are they going to do? So see, yeah, think, that's, that's really interesting. I think that's where that's the possibility of the show sort of being a a, and, and I hate it because normally I don't like these type of things but like a, like a planet of the week sort of thing. Star Trek used to do it all the time. Right. Every story was a different planet with a different, you know, issue. But I really think you could get, you know, bounty hunters into it, or you could get different, you know, users of the force who are on the outskirts, you know, uh, sort of like the, uh, um, oh God, what were they? Uh, Guardians of the Wills. Uh, you can get those type of stories to where there's different facets of star wars universe that maybe hasn't been explored but now that they're out wherever they're at because it makes it seem like they're going far they can sort of encounter these different groups as they get closer and closer to coming back to the resistance and you know maybe maybe you start to learn i don't think you'd learn it on this but maybe you start to learn you know backstory for snoke or 
you know, anything really. Yeah. There's just um, you could you could run into any of the characters that you saw in uh in uh Maz's castle before you know that that ran. You could they could you could have uh, uh what is it, Captain Athano or whatever show right, up. Right. You know, all 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 these they could bring in little fan servicey things like that, I think that might be interesting. And if you get with a, if you get with the uh, Thanos crew, you get a two for one because he's got a clone trooper aboard. <laughs> oh, does he really? Yeah, he does. There's a cool little story in which he has a clone trooper. Oh, that would be great. Alive right now. It's a pretty crazy story, but it's kind of cool. <laughs> well, hell, you, you um, could run into you could run into Kanji Club. Yeah, like a well, lot of what's left of them. Yeah, right. Um, I dig that you can have like a. Like I, I might like ideally, I'd like to see a lot of the stories that we and characters that we didn't see, like like Tally or the Page sisters. I'm sorry, the Tico sisters. But we're so close now that I feel like, well, that's kind of out the window. Um, you know, like with the evacuation of Dakar and Starkiller Base literally being so close, I don't think you can really run into them now. Because um, in the in the beginning, I was like, oh, that'd be cool. Like you can get a lot of these characters. That you didn't quite get so much of in the movie, you know. But well, you could because I honestly thought I honestly thought that we were going to get something to where they're closer to the resistance. It doesn't feel like that's going to happen now. But if that's mm-hmm. what the, if that's the case, you know, Rose would have been a really good fit. You know, yeah. it, she fits the mechanic role, fixing everything up, and sort of you know like the mentor for some of these people because she's been in the resistance. Um, but right. I, again, I don't know where we're going. You can still get her. You know what I mean? Like she's still around, but I I was hoping we'd get some of the like, oh, I don't yeah, want to say the, underserved, but some of the characters like in episode eight, you know, you get this really cool A wing pilot and then she's gone, and then you know Paige Tico you see for a really good scene and that's it. So I was hoping like you know maybe you get to know them a little bit more, maybe you get to see see the Tico sisters together on a mission. Well, it's certainly a possibility awesome. that we're run, that we'll run into a uh, Jess Pava or uh, Snap Wigsley. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, because we don't know what they're doing, but they're definitely out there doing something. So we do I know can, what they're I doing. Oh, There's oh, comics yeah. that are like, like their their stuff has been basically up to episode up to the end of episode eight. They're covered. Oh, okay. So then, never mind. But I mean, still, we could still <laughs> run into them after that, or before, or whatever. Well, it's not well, like episode, episode eight. Episode eight only ends two weeks away from this. So, yeah, in theory, yeah. Yeah, we we definitely could find out what they're doing. And, and yeah. this this very obviously isn't going to happen, but it would be awesome if in episode nine, toward the end, the, you know, the first order and resistance are chasing each other across the galaxy, whatever they're doing, and it, it's kind of like a kind of like at the end of uh, Last Jedi, there's like a last effort. The resistance are like, man, we just need reinforcements. We've got nothing. What are we going to do? And then the Colossus comes out of hyperspace. And Kaz is on the speaker. And he's just like, you guys would not believe how hard it's been to find you. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. Like, I keep seeing this scenario where they're just like 10 minutes late everywhere. Like, yeah. they show up <laughs> yeah. the car and they're like, oh, crap, they're gone. Hey, no, it looks like they sent a, uh, you know, a distress signal from Crate. All right, let's go there. Oh, crap, they're gone. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, now, you know. Yeah. Like, it looks like they're all aboard the Falcon on Batu. All right, let's go to Batu. Ah, crap, they're gone. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what would be amazing. You know, uh, what about the possibility of going to Batu? Like that would be interesting. It would be, and 
uh, it would make the entire Disney experience that much cooler. I mean, not like it's not cool enough as it is, but yeah. you know, have, having that movie reference would be just a little bit extra special. Yeah, and then in theory, it looks like you know, Batu seems to be like there's a resistance kind of base, and then there's a first order on the other side, and then there's a you know Hondo in the middle or whatever. Right. So, you know, the possibility that there's resistance people there. Maybe they could meet up with them or, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of, and that would be cool. Cause then you could go to, you could literally go to uh, uh, Disneyland and just be like, man, Kaz was sitting right here, fool. And like, you know, a gourd bit his hand or I don't know, whatever, whatever goofy thing happened. <laughs> well, you know, overall I'd say, I mean, I'll just give my, my personal perspective then with resistance early on. Uh, it, it's not a, a secret. I had mentioned it on the show. Um, after the first few episodes, it just really hadn't pulled like the first episode itself. I was very intrigued by the animation style, the, the characters and how they interacted and how it was all going. But after a few episodes into it, it just, I didn't feel that pulled toward the story. Um, maybe it's just cause it was different from what I was expecting or I, I don't know, but I wasn't really pulled into it. So um, I, I kept the episodes so I would watch them later, but I didn't keep up with it every week for a little bit. Um, but eventually I, I did start to catch up. And then toward like the second half of this season, it really started picking up to where um, I, I really felt like I cared about what was happening and the story and, and the characters and how it all played out. And I, I don't know. I, I just, it really swung my momentum upward right into this series. So now like I'm all about season two. Like I, I want to see what they do, how, how it works what's coming next, not just because of how it may impact future movies, but I just care about it now and the story. So how would you say you're like, do you like it just as much now as you did day one or how's your overall season progression been with season one for resistance? Um, I guess I'll go with like, I think I like it better now just simply because now I know the characters. Like I think the whole first half right. of the season, like you get to know the people. So there's not a lot, I don't want to say there's not a lot happening. Stuff happens, but a lot of the stories is a lot less story and a lot more character. Right. And like in the latter half, the story starts picking up, but you already know the character. So I think like, I kind of agree with you how like, you know, if you're probably watching the beginning episodes, you're like, oh, they didn't do anything. They like, they, they played a video game or whatever. Right. Um, you know what I mean? But like, for me, I like, I like meeting the characters and I like a lot of those little things. So I don't, I try not to, um, I'm usually pretty open to all of the, all of star Wars stuff because I know, uh, I know good stuff is usually coming. So yeah. I didn't like fall off it or anything. I kept up with it. I enjoyed the episodes as they were, but definitely like the last half, you're right. It starts picking up. The story starts moving and it started moving like really fast, like towards the end. Um, I really enjoyed it. I still enjoy it. I'm invested in these characters now and these stories. Um, I don't want to compare everything to everything else, but like, obviously I have a really special connection to rebels, right? Um, those characters. And I don't know if any star Wars will ever give me something like that again, but I really enjoy the story. I really dig a lot of these characters and like where their stories are going and how they're going to intertwine with, the rest of the star Wars galaxy or not like even just seeing what happens to Kaz and what happens to Tam uh, and Torah and, and Doza's and, and, and all that stuff I'm interested in. So I'm down for season two. I'm just, I'm always down for good star Wars and star Wars usually doesn't steer me wrong. You know, 
Usually, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, overall, I, I'd say I don't. I mean, even when they they take story directions that, if you as a like in a book, let's say you don't just don't like how this story direction went, you right. still enjoy it to some level. I mean, it's Star Wars. A, a lot of the times, the way I look at it is like, a lot of Star Wars is moments. So even if there's something that you don't enjoy, like if I were to pull something out of a hat, say Heir to the Jedi, mm-hmm. there are moments in that book that I think back on and that's what I take with me, you know, like right. not necessarily the whole book, but I'll be like, Oh, remember like this one part or this one moment, there were some cool moments in, in that book or another book or another episode or a cartoon that I didn't quite enjoy or whatever it is, a comic series, like right. even those things that maybe missed the mark for me personally, usually there's a good moment in there somewhere that I'm like, Oh, I didn't have that much fun, but man, this panel of this comic book was dope or this quote or this moment. You know, so I, a lot of Star Wars is moments for me. Like there were many, many good things about Rebels, but whenever I think about that series, like every time I will think about that, um, that Ahsoka Vader Anakin scene, and you have half Vader face, half Anakin face. That like that was mm-hmm. so good. It's dope. I just mean, I've been rewatching that a lot lately. Yeah. Um, when I work on things, I tend to like watch what I'm working on, uh-huh. and I just got the uh, Temple Guard helmet. Nice. So I've been watching those episodes to for reference for painting it up and stuff. Right. So yeah, it's just the music. Everything's good in those episodes. Dude. We're all waiting on you to to give us your knowledge, Mark. Why? Because you, you've been uncharacteristically quiet now for a little bit. So I'm we, just we know there's some. We know there's intelligence brewing, and we're waiting no, to hear it. No, <laughs> trust me. There's nothing. There's nothing like that. <laughs> Uh, no, for for me, I, I mean, I've mentioned it before. I've talked with Sal about it. Uh, to me, I thought Resistance was going to be something different, a little bit more Fast and the Furious, a little bit more racing, mm-hmm. uh, you know. I, and it wasn't that. And that's the marketing. You know, the marketing it doesn't necessarily work in concert with the people who are actually doing the show. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, uh, I'm really happy with what's what's happened. Uh, I, I think, you know, especially for some, you know, like uh, Drew, LA Kings Drew on Twitter, he, he's on board. Uh, he was, I kept trying to convince him, hey, it's not, it's not bad. It's good. You know, just, just watch it. You'll enjoy it. And, and finally, you know, he's like, okay, this is good. This is good. <laughs> and maybe for, maybe for a lot of people, it took the finale to get there. And that's fine. You know, whatever your, your, whatever it takes for you to, to get into something, or if still at this point you don't like it, that's fine too. Uh, but but I think it really came into its own with these last five six episodes, and and it went out really high on, on a strong note. And I can say I'm really excited to see where it goes from here. So then, I guess just kind of like a last question before we wrap this, Commander Pyre, how far does his character go? Like, does he is he only a resistance thing, or does he start to maybe creep into some different series, Episode Nine? Like, how far does how far does Pyre go? He would wander by. Just like a chopper moment. Yeah, well, maybe I don't know because the thing is, the thing is, the actor for him is is fairly uh, recognizable. Uh, if I'm correct, it's I think it's Liam McIntyre, but I could be wrong. Yeah, you're right. And he okay. filled in for he was what I know from was uh, unfortunately when when the guy who played Spartacus died, um, he stepped into that role uh, for the Stars television series. And uh, he did a really good job, you know, especially when you have to fill into somebody 
you know, who passed away. Mm-hmm. And, but he's a good actor. I uh, definitely, if he happened to be there without the helmet, I'd, I'd like to see it. But it doesn't seem like they ever show any stormtroopers yeah. without helmets, you know, because they could have done, they could have did it with Phasma a ton of times. Well, two movies, but hasn't happened. In the uh, what do you call it? I mean, you could literally have just a a stand-in on set over there shooting in London, and just have him do the voice. You know what I mean? Like that's how yeah that cameo could happen. You know, because sometimes it comes down to simplicity. You know, that's something that you probably wouldn't even have to fly that dude out to uh, London. I don't know if he'd be happy about it. You know, <laughs> or if you decided to fly him out to London, maybe he'd be happy to get inside a like golden bronze armor or whatever. You know. Um, yeah, but like you know, like a lot of these, you know, like Christopher Sean literally looks like Kaz, so uh, that's a thing that can and should and might as well happen. But, you know, that's one of those things. Like you know, Oscar Isaac showing up in Resistance, it works the other way just as good. And it was really cool, just to touch on that real quick. Like his voice performances, dude, like fire. Yeah. <laughs> It was so fun. You know, it really added an extra uh, layer of familiarity, of course, but also just Mm -hmm. experience and fun to the series and that the scenes that he was in, especially when he and uh, Kaz were on those Starkiller prototype planet things. Um, Right. right. Just his presence there felt like it added legitimacy to what they were doing for the resistance. You sound like me with that the Star Killer <laughs> prototype planet thing. <laughs> it's something that I would say, Tim. What, what's wrong with you? The um, like I don't like to factor out of universe things into my Star Wars, but I know that that's a thing that happens. But like, I I feel like that's just what happens when you put somebody that just really digs Star Wars into Star Wars because that dude is like. He's in a whole bunch of movies that are p- coming out all the time. You know, he could literally go, I'm sorry, you want me to go do a cartoon now and go into a vocal booth? Right. But, you know, like, I mean, I don't know, like maybe it was a, a hassle to get him in there. But I would hope that hiring people that enjoy Star Wars for Star Wars in the long run helps you because then you'll just be like, hey, while you're doing pickups for episode eight, episode nine, can you drop us a few extra? You know, we're doing a cartoon. Can you stay for an extra week and, and, and you know, get this out? <laughs> You know he's, what I mean? like, he's doing Dune now, isn't he? Uh, I have no clue. Like I said, out of universe, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like that's you know, I like, I don't know how easy it would be to get you know, like say uh, Alec Guinness was around and then trying to be like, hey, we're doing a cartoon. Could you come in and do a voice? <laughs> He'd be like, My- no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Not to say that Stephen that having Stephen Sand is a bad thing. It's <laughs> wonderful, but also like. It fucking Alec feels really good. no time. <laughs> it just feels really good when you have those people that are willing to. Yeah, I'm down. I'm I'm so down. Like that's just how I imagine it. But who knows how it really goes? You know, right? It's managers calling other managers. So how long till you're a voice in Resistance, Sal? Uh, they didn't call me for Rebels, dude. I don't know if they're going to call me now. <laughs> hey, you're never say never. All right, I won't. Okay. I'm going to be looking for it. Hey, I'll, I'll start a campaign. I'll, I'll start a hashtag on Twitter for it if you want. Dude, rock. I'll retweet it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, again, so that this, you know, we're largely focusing on just resistance overall for this episode because we have finished season one. 
And I feel like overall, not just from the three of us talking, but the response overall I've seen from it has been uh, just positive. And I would say excitement for whatever is going to happen next and anticipation for it. So I am looking forward to getting to talking about it again later on this year when it returns for season two. And, not only uh, not only that, uh, Sal, we would like to obviously extend a courtesy to you to come back on to talk about not only Resistance, but uh, Clone Wars is coming. Oh, yeah. And uh, we, we would like, <laughs> yeah, to get, we, we'd like to get your insights on that. So, you know, you know you're welcome anytime to come on the show. You know Especially I like Star Wars. T- yeah, well, and you love animated Star Wars, and uh, that's definitely something that's coming. Lots of, that, um, lots, lots of good stuff coming. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking. For, I think I'm looking forward to probably the Mandalorian the most. You said Mandalorian the most? I think so. I definitely, from this year, I'm looking forward to the Mandalorian the most. Yeah. And I think my reasoning is it's going to be the most original thing that is coming out this year. Like episode nine is great. And I love that I'm going to tie up a trilogy and all that stuff. But like I've seen episode seven and eight and one, two, three, four, five, six. I- I'm uh, super excited for episode nine, but I've never seen a Mandalorian series. Like I've got a little Mandalorians and rebels and clone wars. I want to see what this is. Yeah, me too. I- I'm with you. You know, it's new. It's fresh. That's how Star Wars is going to survive. It has to. Mm-hmm. And that's why Ryan Johnson's exploring a part of Star Wars we haven't seen before for his series, too. Well, I'm, I'm sure you'll, you'll let us know after you camp out in line at Celebration, Tim. You think they're going to have a thing <laughs> about that, even? I mean, they could. I, I think they have to at this point. It, look, at, at what is after Episode Nine? I think you're either going to get... You're going to get a clue about... You're going to get a clue about uh, the the Game of Thrones guy series. I'm sure you're going to get a clue about the Ryan Johnson series. And then I'm sure we'll find out what's happening after Cassian. Uh, yeah, I feel like there's going to be something about Obi-Wan at some point. I mean, and, and again, I think... Right? What's up? You said you got to have some kind of movie announcement. Like, yeah. Literally in the dark after this. Like, Well, and then, and then also, movie. isn't... Isn't McGregor already going to be? Is McGregor scheduled to be there for the panel for the Phantom Menace panel? I have no clue. I have no clue. I haven't heard. How how hard would it be to trot him out for a Kenobi TV series? Yeah, I mean, like that seems like good planning. Like, yeah. If they do that, though, that's just like an instant win for Celebration. You know, like they could they could do almost nothing for Episode Nine anymore as long as they have a Kenobi series and and you in there, everybody's happy. Yeah, they, they show the trailer. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll get a Mandalorian of some kind. I'm sure yeah. we'll get another Clone Wars trailer. Yeah, we may get tidbits about Resistance. I mean, we're, it's going to yeah. be overload in less than a month. A month, maybe. Yeah, uh, I less mean, than a month. Yeah. So, Tim, kind of I, I mean, I may not need you to find out all this information. My timeline on Twitter will be full of it. Yeah, and part of it will be me. I'll still be letting you know the information. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> anyway, so that was our look at Resistance Season 1. And yeah, Mark kind of stole my thunder a little bit. But huge thank you to Sal for coming Sorry. on. Like he said... Anytime you're always always welcome to be on. We love talking about the these wars and stars with you, um, especially with 
because you know so much and you're so passionate about these animated stuff too it's always a blast to talk to you about it and well, Mark, and, yeah, and, you, and too. One, you know one other one other thing <laughs> all right sorry don't mean to cut in uh sal's <laughs> one of those people who who is a pleasure to talk to and a pleasure to to listen to because he is so passionate and i don't think i can get anything negative out of sal even if i tortured him uh <laughs> Just, just a positive, a positive influence on the community. Never has anything bad to say, and and it really is a pleasure to talk with you, Sal, because you're one of the people that that makes me happy talking about Star Wars because you're just not a negative person, and Twitter is so full of that. Social media yeah. is so full of negativity, so it's it's definitely nice to have somebody like you who's just out there talking about what they love, and 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 you know trumpeting it and. and praising it and it's rare these days so thank you sir i try dude i try to i try to be out there online who i am in real life and vice versa like i try to just like why would i why would i run around talking about what i hate right you know what I mean? like, what's the point of that like hey i'll just not watch uh i don't know trying to pull something out of my hat the only thing i could think of was mary poppins <laughs> <laughs> Sal, what? <laughs> I don't know why it came to my head, uh, but you know what I mean. Like that's just I, I, I just why why do I need to go out there telling everybody else not to watch stuff? Wait, are you a secret Mary Poppins hater? No, I haven't seen it at all. Uh, okay. Me and Lizzie were talking about it yesterday. I think that's why I got it in my head. All right, I, I was like, it. Maybe I it. and she like, said something to the fact of like, well, I like the old one, and I'm like, well, look, I am not an expert in Mary Poppins canon. But I don't. I don't think this one steps all over. I, I don't. I don't think they undid the other one. I think you can like both. I'm just saying. You know. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but uh, you know, maybe yeah, they maybe they have trouble in both. I don't know. Well, you heard it here first on this show that apparently Sal is a Mary Poppins hater now. <laughs> Con- <laughs> confirmed. Remember that? Yeah. That's gonna be the sound Hey, uh, welcome to podcast 2187. Sal hates Mary Poppins. <laughs> and then with the other business. That I don't might know get a couple, am, a couple you know, extra listeners. I almost want to want to slice that into the beginning now. Like very first thing you hear. Nobody misses it. <laughs> anyway, all right. Yeah, so thank you for being on um, anytime. And uh, Mark, we'll be talking again next next week. Yes, we will. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And like I just said, we'll be back next time. I'm still the worst at ending this show, but bye.